get your bag right. Get busy on five extra loud mornings. The cold is over. That's right. We're getting busy. Big or small public perceptions of your business, listen, they can have such an impact on your ability to sell your product or your service, whatever it is. And it's also really great for getting people to know who you are. It's one of the spaces where small businesses struggle. And today we have someone to help. I'm joined by Siba Sismani, CEO of Orthodox PR and Media Group. Hello, Siba. How are you doing? Good morning, Nicole. Good morning to everyone listening. How are you doing? I'm great, actually. I'm I'm particularly good. I think the last time we spoke, uh, we did this interview um, <laughs> via Zoom at home, peak of yeah. lockdown. Things are things are moving, <laughs> and I'm sure businesses are taking advantage of that now as well, with things opening up more and more. But also, it's important to get in in the space and make sure that you are top of mind. The message about what PR is, it gets lost somewhere amongst like all the, the jargon of marketing. What is PR in essence, Siba? I think the most simplified definition of what PR is, is just placing a company on, or an individual in front of their target audience. Um, and then just also making sure that they've got a favorable image to the public or whoever it is that they want to communicate to. Mm-mm. I think that's the simplest definition of public relations. And is it are there people that do marketing that do PR as well or PR people that do marketing are they two completely different things um, they are different but they overlap in a sense that a PR strategy will govern maybe um, a person's or company's tone so how they communicate with people so um, it is quite interlinked but it is different at the same time so you do find uh, people doing both but a lot of people and also companies tend to either stick to marketing or PR because they are different even though they are interlinked and what would you say are the basic steps that small business owners should follow in creating a PR strategy if they can't afford someone to do their own mm. PR and they want to take it on board themselves what what are some of the, the steps that they should maybe look at following what is so interesting, um, Nicole, is that people always say that they want PR. And then, like, my first question to clients are always, what do you want your PR to achieve? Mm. Or what do you actually think PR is? So then that goes back to our first um, question. People often don't know what the definition of PR is, number one. And number two, they don't know, because they don't know what it is, they don't know what they want to achieve. Yes. So firstly, it's about knowing what you wanted to achieve. Um, and then that's basically going to govern the type of tactics that must go into because there are also different forms and functions of PR. Are there different like strategies that PR people can, can offer or that they do offer for micro or small businesses? Because affordability can be a big problem. So maybe like a cost-effective PR strategy or a cost-effective tool that uh, PR uses, I don't know, that can help people that need it but can't necessarily afford it every day, every month throughout the business? Hmm. So there's quite a wide range of functions within PR in itself. So what I found is that because our clients vary from small businesses to bigger businesses, so what I found is using the phasing and approach. So what is the most basic, basic tool that they can start with? And then over time, once they gain traction from that and then they're confident, they actually build upon it. So social media, for instance, is part of PR. That's something that can be handled within a company. Uh. Uh, But they would actually need a strategy for it so that by the time you evolve into getting possibly uh, media interviews and and going through other PR uh, functions as well, you've already set the tone. So it's just about how you want your, 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 your company to communicate. So in a lot of the times, we say to companies that um, think of your company as a person. Who does it hang out with? What are its models? What, is it, what are their objectives? What do they want to achieve as a person? And then in, once you've got that person uh, drafted up, 
And then you can then say how this person will then be able to communicate. So just some of the most basic functions is just using the phasing in approach, especially for small businesses mm-hmm. uh, where affordability is an issue. To say, let's firstly start with social media. Once we've got that traction going, then we build it up, then we build it up. And then over time, obviously, um, a PR will help you attract the kind of clients that you want as well. It's a very long-term procedure. But it will eventually help you attract the kind of clients that you want. And then therefore you have more money in the bank and you can move on to more and more PR functions uh, that you'll hopefully outsource out to us that are orthodox. <laughs> I like what you did there. It's like you do PR or something. I think maybe it's a good place to, to add right now that I've had my fair share of PR managers. And listen, people can get it very wrong. People can get it incredibly wrong. And I feel like I threw a bunch of money at people who got me invites to things. But like that's not that's not necessarily what PR is about. If you've just joined us, uh, we are currently chatting to Siba Sismani, who's the CEO of Unorthodox PR and Media Group. Uh, for small businesses, it's really important that you get the impact, that you get in front of people's faces. And that's what PR is essentially all about. So Siba, I'd like to... Oh, A, welcome you back. And then also just say that media attention is amazing, especially for small businesses. PR, however, is also really important when the ish hits the fan. Having somebody to go on your behalf to to put out the fires, somebody who is trained, instead of gaslighting everyone or deleting the comments and pretending Mm -hmm. like it didn't happen, like that kind of PR, but also... Now you're going to try and find someone to do your PR. You never had anyone. Now there's a fire in your business, like flames everywhere. And now you've got to try and find someone. What would you say is the, are the best ways to to handle a crisis situation? If you are a small business, should you go and find someone to do the fire putting out for you? Or should you try and manage it yourself? Um as a company or as an individual, you should always have a crisis management strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we do it in our personal capacities as people. And we say, what if things go wrong? Then what is plan A? What is plan B? We always have solutions in our day-to-day lives. Why can't we do that when it comes to our own public personas and then when it also comes to our own company? So a P- PR is great, but it's not just about the media interviews. As we touched on, Nicole, you actually need to say, what if something goes wrong? How does my company recover from that? So, I mean, it is quite important. Um, we do raise a valid point in the sense that you've never had PR possibly before, um, or you have to then change PR companies because of a crisis management strategy. But we are actually quite trained to see um, what kind of crisis are you going through and how do we then solve it? Because also as a company or as an individual, solving it yourself, you might be too emotionally attached yes. to it. Um, I mean, we've seen things on Twitter where we are just like people are acting out of emotions. They're not acting in an objective manner. Whereas you need a third party who's not really attached to the company, but then they can understand where the public is coming from and also um, where you would like to come across and how you as a company or as an individual would uh, like to communicate. So I think it is quite important in a situation like that to get a, um, a crisis management strategy and to get an external PR company to come in because that can either make or break your your, your company. Mm. 
And then also, I mean, that we live in SA. I see so many companies that don't want to take advantage of. We actually live in SA. We live in a forgiving country. If people come out and say, "I'm sorry, I was actually wrong," yeah, that sense of accountability. So I think we're all angry at the moment because everyone is trying to dodge what they did wrong, or they tried to run away or ignore certain things. But if you actually, we've seen it in the past with companies and individuals coming out and saying, "I actually take full accountability for this." How do I then rectify the situation? So you're putting the power back to the public and saying please help us rectify the situation what would then make you happy but then most importantly not just take those comments back but actually act on rectifying yes. that situation yes mm-hmm. um pr for for businesses is one thing but now we know that there's a lot of influencers that are essentially a business within themselves even though i know a lot of people will disagree <laughs> with me there's some influencers that are making bank guys making tons of money and they don't need to work for anyone else. They are their own business. I mean, it's mushrooming all over. Um, What would you say are some tips for individuals who are selling their content and themselves when they are the brand? Firstly, what I'd like to say is something that annoys me so much is the fact that people think that influencing work is not real work. Influencing work is real work and it's actually really, really hard. I mean, I look at the things some influencers do and I'm just like, sheesh, guys. Like, where do you find the time, the patience and also the precision? Because influencers do so much. Um, So shout out to the influencers. But then um, number two, I think people are becoming, even we see it in in company structures, people want to know um, who the person is behind a brand, who the person is behind a company. So people have become a bit more people orientated rather than this is just an organization. We don't know who's in the board. Um, Mm -hmm. We don't know who's not there. But one thing that I would say to influencers is that the one thing I think is quite important is for them to monetize their brand through merchandising. I know it might not necessarily be a PR tip, but if you've built your brand up so much that you've got this amazing um, um, audience, you've got this amazing following, and people are actually responsive yes. um, and they're engaging with you, I would suggest going into merchandising because you've already done the PR for the merch that you put out there. So because you've perfected doing the PR on yourself and as a brand, anything that you release from yourself will ultimately be successful if you've got a very good following that you also engage in. Yes. So I think with influencers, their best PR strategy is actually, is actually actively engaging with their target audience. Um, I would think that that's the best strategy for influencers. Um, Siva, what would you say, uh, related to that, what would you say are your thoughts with the person who's doing, um, they, they are the brand, they are an entrepreneur, they are doing the PR, they own and they lead the business, and then they're also doing the PR for themselves, the marketing, everything. How? Yeah. What are your thoughts around navigating this, this balancing act? Sure. I think as an entrepreneur, you always, especially in your formative years, you're always wearing about five or six or yes. seven different hats at the same time, right? Oh, and you never quite grow out of it. But um, they are, as a leader of a company, leader of your brand, as an entrepreneur, you do need to get to a point where you're distancing yourself from daily operations to make sure that there are things that are running without you presently being there. And also, as the leader of the company, the biggest thing that you need to work on is your stakeholder relations. So in in the case of an influencer, for instance, when you're doing everything, at some point you need to generate enough income or consistent flow of income so you can move out. Your then job, say for instance, if you're a beauty influencer, your job would then go to finding 
out who the brand manager at Revlon is and having those meetings and securing the bag and then having that team that strategizes and actually um, does the operational day to day because as the head of the company I think which is something that we're also starting to do you need to remove yourself so that you're dealing with stakeholders um only and you're not necessarily um on the ground doing the day-to-day work because the leader of a company also sits on a very high strategic level but not necessarily the day-to-day execution of it a hundred percent and it's it's tough but it's doable it's tough it but is it's doable. tough it yeah. is tough but you actually see that the moment you move away for your from your company and you focus on those stakeholders those are then your clients you're able mm. to generate much more money um into the company and then i mean being an entrepreneur is also about job creation and creating more opportunities for exactly. people so i mean the more you can get in the more uh, people you can have helping you the more people that can contribute to your vision and the bigger your brand can grow so that you can take mondays and wednesdays off if you can <laughs> and know that the work is actually being done <laughs> love it see i think that's a great place for us to leave it thank you so much for for joining us again on 5 extra loud mornings really appreciate your insights and the fact that you're not only doing it but living it and breathing it it's it's very refreshing thank you so much nicole thank you so much for having me enjoy your saturday you too my darling Get your back right. Get busy on 5 Extra Loud Mornings. 5FM.